You're listening to KHOL. I'm Emily Cohen with a roundup of this week's headlines. Tune in weekdays at the top of the hour to stay up to date on the latest local and regional news. The Teton County Board of Commissioners voted Thursday to extend Teton District Health Officer Dr. Travis Hurdell's mask order through the end of December. This follows a similar decision by the Jackson Town Council earlier this week. The vote ended up being tight, with Commissioners Greg Epstein and Mark Barron opposing the mandate, but Board Chair Natalia Macker broke the tie, arguing that it, along with vaccinations, staying home when sick, and other mitigation methods, can make a difference in lowering case numbers and hospitalizations in Teton County. I hear our health professionals asking to deploy a tool that is not the single cure-all, but is part of the tools in the toolbox that are a multi-layered approach. And I support giving them that tool and giving the community that tool and hope that we see our numbers go down and the masks able to come off. Masks will come off before December if Teton County's COVID risk level is lowered to yellow, low, or green, new normal, sooner than that. In the meantime, face coverings are now required, with exceptions, in all businesses, government buildings, hospitals, public transportation vehicles, and crucially, K-12 schools. The Jackson community continues to mourn the loss of young local Marine Riley McCollum, who was killed in the airport attack in Kabul, Afghanistan last week, shortly before the full withdrawal of American forces. KHOL's Kyle Mackey has more on how McCollum is being remembered at Summit Innovation School, where he was a 2019 graduate. Pam Coleman met Riley McCollum a few weeks into his senior year when he transferred to Teton County Schools Alternative High School. Coleman is a school counselor and a social worker, and she says McCollum was struggling to find motivation as a full-time student. That changed around the time he enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps after his 18th birthday. That's where his commitment towards completing school came from. He realized he needed to complete high school. We worked together, myself and his recruiting officer, Sergeant Luis Diaz, to complete high school and graduate. Coleman says McCollum's loss has shaken the school community, especially as the news came right before the first day of school. She also says she doesn't just want the 20-year-old Marine to become a symbol of a tragic end to America's longest war. I think I really want him to be remembered for kind of who he was, which was the kid who would stick up for somebody, who was the kid who who was really smart, quick-witted, strong in body, mind, and just this Wyoming kid who was just trying to find himself in the world. As one of the last American troops killed in Afghanistan, McCollum leaves behind a wife and soon-to-be-born baby. Two GoFundMe campaigns set up to benefit the family have raised more than $614,000 as of press time. Teton County officials held a COVID-19 community update Wednesday, where Teton District Health Officer Dr. Travis Hurdell said Jackson Hole is headed, quote, in the wrong direction in the fight against the coronavirus. Case averages countywide are the highest they've been since the end of last year, and hospitalizations and super spreader events across the Cowboy State have caused labor shortages and mass quarantines in several public school districts. Mary Ponce is Director of Critical Care Services at St. John's Hospital in Jackson and says nurses and other staff there are reaching a breaking point. They're extremely physically and mentally exhausted. Some have already reached their threshold and have left healthcare for these reasons. We are at risk of others leaving as we speak. 
Over the past two weeks, Ponsesa's St. John's has seen an average of one new COVID-19 patient who needs hospitalization each day. 92% of those in the intensive care unit in St. John's are unvaccinated. The town council of Telluride, Colorado, voted last week in support of a six-month moratorium on new short-term rental licenses. Matt Hoish of KOTO has the story. Town Council passed an emergency ordinance to give time to further research the impacts of short-term rentals on the area and depressurize tension ahead of a November election expected to focus heavily on housing. The move comes amid an unprecedented number of new license applications. Town officials say there have been about 40 since the start of August. According to Telluride Mayor Delaney Young, that's much higher than the average of seven. I'd say that's pretty much a land rush on STR licenses. The emergency ordinance effectively caps the number of short-term rental licenses in circulation until February 2022. Several other Colorado mountain towns, including Crested Butte and Steamboat Springs, have made similar moves to temporarily restrict short-term rental growth as they also struggle with housing shortages and a surge in local tourism. For KOTO, I'm Matt Hoish. This has been the Weekly News Roundup from the KHOL News Team, Will Walkie and Kyle Mackey. I'm Emily Cohen for listener-supported KHOL Jackson.